You're listening to Tech Talks, the TV industry podcast from Broadcast Tech Magazine. My name is Jake Bickerton and I'm the editor of Broadcast Sport and Broadcast Tech Magazines. My guest this week is Sebastian Gray, co-founder of Dugout. He talks about the huge archive of football-related brand-safe content the company represents for clubs including Real Madrid, Juventus, AC Milan, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool and Man City. Dugout receives around 400 million views of its content a month and has a client base of both football fans and publishing houses. We set the business up seven years ago and launched just over three years ago. We met with 10 clubs and we tried to achieve two things, reach a new audience for them in a very evolving digital landscape and introduce new digital revenues to their businesses. Over that first year, we gained huge amounts of data from different acquisition strategies across social to paid media campaigns. And through the evaluation of that data, it became evident when we started to look at where football fans were consuming content, there were these, you know, the the social towers, so huge, huge blocks of users in one destination. And then there were these, these other environments, publishers, that really drove the narrative for football fans. And the one area that they were really struggling with is video. They had a huge library and access through the likes of Getty and other video uh, image providers, but they didn't have much video. So we sort of looked at this and wondered how we might be able to introduce video into their propositions and what that would mean as a result for the fan, getting these great editorial experiences, but instead of being limited on video, now actually physically being able to see what those journalists are talking about. We introduced some technology that would allow us to allow our video player to be embedded on those publisher sites and we started to introduce that to the market so very early product we kept it really simple our goal was to deliver video to a consumer we didn't look to monetize it initially because we wanted to understand what does engagement look like and what were fans really after using that data to start to make decisions as a business of what we should be investing in how we should be editing our content and how we can feed that back to our clubs as they continue to develop their businesses So today we've got over 100 clubs on the platforms from around the world, 88 publishers around the world, and we deliver around 400 million views a month to a network of engaged fans that spend, you know, three or four minutes looking at our content. Our content is archiving relevant content, so it's stuff that's not filmed on the pitch or we don't touch highlights or live rights. There's a lot of nostalgia that we were able to extract from our club's libraries So it varies from an old interview with a player through to training footage before a game. We might do at the time Messi scored a hat-trick and here are three other goals. Ibrahimovic is one of my favourite when he does something in any goal at his celebration and then there's just a thread of every time he's done something before for another club just blows up across our publishing site. So you can see when you look through the data, there's a real appetite to learn once people get hooked and bought in on a relevant topic that happens in a game. They want to see where that player's done it before and they want to learn about that player. So we see a journey coming through the system from goal that we don't have because it's live and it's, it's just been released. But we can see consumers and, and digital fans coming in to learn about when that player's done that before and, and then an interview and then starts to grow into the personality of the player. And, and that's the kind of content we try and share through our publishing partners. Presumably you're using some AI system, are you, to go through all these archives and pull out the the relevant clips? It's a good question. So through a team of editors, we start to package up and put that into themes. 
at the moment, actually, to start with, we've been using a lot of manual people to, to verify the data. And we're actually going through a huge video enrichment project at the moment to take that content and leverage some third-party AI tools to standardize our video descriptions, you know, picking out player faces, balls, goals, decibels on fans, celebrating so that we can really granularly enrich that video. And what that does is give us a lot of insight when people start to consume that, we're able to build up much greater AI models about what people are actually looking to consume. We have a proposition where our publishers can take a um, supplied video player. When we set them up, we will curate effectively a playlist based on what they believe their customers are going to be interested in. Mm. The other option we've got is a self-service CMS. So they get full access to a library. They have a dedicated account and they can start to customize and build their own favorite lists as you would maybe a Spotify playlist. They can mm. come in and start to curate that based on what they're interested in and extract that out and drop that in as an individual player or they can drop that in as a playlist depending on what their narrative is. And do you still do the B2C proposition as well? The B2C version for is dugout.com and our app and our website. If you're interested in learning about football, if you want to follow football, if you're a football fan at whatever level, you can come to Dugout and see an entire library of rich video content. And hopefully it's an immersive experience that you ideally get lost in strands of content from interviews to goals to real elements of history. That platform presumably you charge for and how does the uh, relationship with publishers work? How do you monetize the whole thing? We monetize through pre-roll. So we share our revenue with our partners. Our publishers take a share of ad revenue and our clubs take a share of ad revenue. We work with Verizon Media globally to uh, help us monetize that. The ad industry is going through you know, well, a massive challenge at the moment with COVID-19 and, and everything. But I think what's really exciting for us is what they're doing moving forward. So some of the technology they're looking around dynamic ad insertion with their technology products, they're heavily investing in, in elements like 5G. So there's a lot of synergy between what they're doing around stadiums and what we're looking to do with our clubs and how we might bring new content propositions to our fan bases around the world. Can you list a few of the, the key football clubs that are part of Dugout? Our founding clubs are Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, AC Milan, PSG, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City, Liverpool. Those guys came together with us. We now have over 100 clubs on the platform from around the world, covering most major leagues. And, you know, it is a collaboration through all of those clubs to aggregate together their content to go and reach a new fan base. With coronavirus, obviously, all the live sports have been postponed for this year. Everything's pushed back to next year. Being a, an archive content provider, are you finding businesses thriving? I think at the moment, everyone's going through phenomenal change. Behavioural habits of fans are changing because there isn't, you know, the stable live content and the highlights. I think, you know, from Dugout's perspective, we've never had live or highlights within our portfolio of content. So to some degree, I think we, you, you could argue that we're, we're lesser affected in terms of the source of content. We're still producing a lot. We're still bringing a lot into the business and we're still delivering a lot to our publishers. Where and when people come in to consume content has changed. The narrative has changed massively. So I look at what we're producing now, esports has just exploded as a content proposition that resonates with consumers. I think we're generating new fans through that process and we're looking at how we can bring new content, not just old archive content, but we can bring things like esports to, to the front and, and support publishers there. So the sort of content that your client base is after, is that changing at all through the pandemic? I think their narrative has changed slightly. So the editorial teams within the publishing sites 
are looking for ways to, to keep engagement through their weekly content plan. We're working with publishers and editors teams to create new storylines, to do nostalgic pieces where we're creating threads. We are working with them, as I said, on esports and, and how do we bring esports? We're working with them on, you know, what does it look like when everybody starts to come back? And how can we support, support them bring that content back into their narrative? So their publishers, and, and I would say the publishers and clubs, everybody is, is working very hard to fill that big void that we know the fan base is obviously missing at the moment. And it's not an easy task, given the fact that we're all at home and you know, not having any kind of mobility or ability to film new content. We're, we're really going through what stories we can produce from the content that's being created. And I think it does demonstrate the value of archive. You know, mm. the, the content always has a part to play if it's used within a story. What sort of esports are you putting onto the dugout platform? Is it the esports that are linked up to the clubs? We're working with them to secure content that's been produced now, but we're also working with them to go through their libraries and go through what they've shot that maybe wouldn't have got the airtime previously because we were so engaged in the league and the, and the games that were going on during the season. So I think that this has brought through an opportunity for those different strands to get more visibility and airtime with, with a fan base. And what we see so far is that engagement across those content strands is, is really positive. You've got all these football clubs that are part of Dugout and they clearly have this archive of actual live content from their games. Are you not in a quite a good position to potentially exploit that as well or is it purely down to the rights in the different territories? It's actually too complicated. The last 10 years, there's been a very well-established rights business and live business and highlights business that's been created. You know, from Dugout's approach, that's a, that's a congested space. So we've always focused on archive and we've always, we've always found there's value in that archive. And actually, if we're going after those new fans, the digital fans that maybe haven't been exposed to, to football for their entire life, bringing them through archive, through stories and developing a relationship with the history of the club has always been our focus. The scope of where we can grow this business using archive and working with our clubs to, to go out and, and, and innovate within that space, that's a, that's a very big business if we get it right. We'll let the others try and challenge what they do with live rights and highlights. How far does the archive go back or does that depend entirely on the club? It depends entirely on the club. I was in Mexico about three or four weeks ago and I sat in this room. And this is, this is one of the best parts about the job is that I sat in this room with this club and we had this meeting to introduce Dugout and, and how they can be part of us and what we can do together. And on the back shelf of this meeting room was just layers and layers of tape. I mean, thousands of tapes that they've collected. And we asked them and said, look, you know, what content do you, like, what's your archive? That's, that's our business model. That's what we're here to support. And we're hoping to, to bring that into a community and an audience. And the guy just pointed at this, this wall and it was just wall to wall tape. So I think to answer the question that, you know, clubs, clubs across the world have got a varying degree of, of content. Some is digitalized, some is not digitalized. Most is, but once it's digitalized, you've still then got to process it, tag it. You've still got to go through some enrichment of it to start to piece what, what that means for a consumer in, in terms of engagement. That club specifically had probably about a third of it digitalized. And we're going through a process of getting more of it. They also had a bank of photos that went right. back. I mean, it was phenomenal. They bought out this album and it was a huge library of, you know, old photos that were incredible. Yeah. So for any fan to get visibility of that, uh, it's just, it's a wonderful experience. 
hope you enjoyed this episode of Broadcast Tech Talks Podcasts. Subscribe now and I'll see you next time.